The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. This episode of the Podcast of Terror is brought to you by Immense Stud Muffin Matt Vincent. Use our coupon code KICK15 for 15% off your order at thehate.com. That's T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I dot com. Welcome to episode 71 of the Podcast of Terror, a production of the Galactic Network. This is a podcast about things that are supposed to be scary. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me, as always, is Corey. I'm going to fuck a primary for Christmas, Scott. Corey, how are you? Well, I mean, it's prime, so I feel pretty good about it. It's like a nine on the scale. I don't know what 10 would be. Raw? Mmm. Just ground beef? Just put your dick in ground beef? Now you're just being gross. Because the, the blood makes great lubricant for about three minutes. For more on this podcast, including show notes, <laughs> contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. You can chat with, with us on our Slack channel during our shows. Uh, go to gncast.com slash sign up. While you're there, you can subscribe to our newsletter as well. Podcast that may here. be the sexiest thing that was ever said on this show. Uh, they're already off the fucking rails. Uh, we're going to spoil Jennifer's body a little later. I like to swear... We have a guest. That's the way you're putting it. Yeah. Uh, this week we're joined by. That's the... like saying I like to breathe, Matthew. <laughs> I'm done. All right. If this is <laughs> if this is what we're gonna do. And <laughs> this week we're joined by the co-host of the Alien Invasion podcast and the brains behind the Adventure Party pod, Adventure Time podcast. No, it's the Adventure Party. Adventure is party. it Adventure Party? Adventure yeah. Party. I had it right the first time. You did. Hey, I don't want to. I mean, if, I don't want to derail this podcast, guys. Magical but, dog and Nessa, then that would be Adventure Time. But oh my God. shut up! I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> don't ruin his buzz. Yeah, yeah. Fuck just with got fucking insight into Matt with kids. Shut up! I'm drinking. I don't care if you're bleeding. <laughs> Whatever. You're Uncle Corey, mate. I, I had a cool nickname already. It was gonna just right right in everyone's hearts, and you guys really fucked it up. Okay. Mm. Rad Brad Ludwig. Oh, uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going, buddy? Be rad. Be rad. Be radly. Rad Brad, the podcast dad. <laughs> you kids, get off my interwebs. <laughs> yep, that's me. Uh, you know. You know. <laughs> For the next hour, we're just going to make weird. <laughs> Riveting. And I'm completely done editing this podcast because I (laughs) I cannot figure out how to fucking work it and it always cuts things off. So, talking about your penis again. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get 30 minutes of silence each episode and a lot of. (laughs) I like how this become a thing. Um, Brad, what else? Do you do anything else? Is that it? No, not really. I I just fuck around. He's a good old family man. Uh, I do have a boy, yes. Yes, Brad's a rad dad. Brad is a rad dad. I'm an all right dad. Mm. Not judging by your kid. You you (laughs) go by the kid, you're a pretty rad dad. He's all right. He's an all right kid, that's for sure. Well, you're not my dad, so I can at least randomly yell that at you, and it's not a lie. Well, that is your right. This is your show. This is also America. 
fuck yeah uh, see and so I, I had to go back to the show like the the show page on on the website and i have a mm-hmm. adventure party there there you oh, go right i just fucked the dog and you the... you 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 doubted yourself that's doubt doubt is the mind killer oh fear is the mind killer sorry but in this case mm. doubt is the mind killer doubt is the mind doubt killer. is the neighbor of the mind killer he mostly just <laughs> comes over and borrows your shit and doesn't return it he comes over and goes, You need that one more later? I don't think so. Yeah, we're going to talk about some news, and then we're going to talk about the movie, and we're going to go a lot. Someone has a golf counter now. You start now. Every time we make that noise, I'm going to drink. Don't really do so that. I don't, I don't. I don't have enough beer in the house for the amount of times that you guys would do it just to fuck with me. But let's get into our first news story. Um, sad times. Uh, Bloody disgusting has an exclusive on what has happened to TNT's uh, reboot of Tales from the Crypt. Crypt. Uh, basically, Twist ending. Oh yeah, because it was supposed to be an M Night Shyamalan ding dong. Um. Ooh, ee, ooh, uh, uh. M Night Shyamalan ding dong. Um. Yeah, apparently it's not dead, but it, it is dead. But it's mostly dead. The it's complicated. It's it's like your first relationship. It's feeling much better. It's it's really complicated, and it's gonna suck when it ends. But eventually, you'll just get over it when you touch another boob. Mm. Speaking of Mem Night Shyamalan, <laughs> Mem Night Shyamalan twist is at that boob is your mom's. <laughs> and it's made out of water. Uh, it, <laughs> Good old water titties. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that sounds like something you swim with, like a flotation device. <laughs> don't forget your water titties. <laughs> oh, ma, the other kids don't wear the water titties. <laughs> if, you the other, if the other kids jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge too? No, where are your water titties? Well, will the water titties make me bounce if I jump off the bridge? Oh, I hope. I hope. Yes. As long as you land jiggle. titty first, <laughs> jiggle. Uh, you'll you'll look you'll jiggle the best. Uh, <laughs> so according to TNT, some of the rights or clearance issue have been uh, put the active development on hold until it can be figured out. This would explain why the ten episode order has been greenlit while nothing has been shot as of this writing. Bum, 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 bum. It, it, <laughs> uh, it, it just sounds like somebody wasn't doing their due diligence in trying to get this thing out. It's like, Probably. hey, we should make Tales from the Crypt. That sounds like a great idea. Do we have the legal rights to do that? Well, fuck it. Who cares? Let's just no, see what happens. Corey, this is what happened. They're like, yeah, it's a great idea. Do you have the rights? And the guy just went, I mean, that, I could see the Crypt Keeper actually doing that. That would be fantastic. I like the opening. A, if I could do a Crew Keeper voice, I would do it, but I can't. It's really close. What, just going, DB? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it, it's, it's, it's worse than just like we didn't, we didn't do this right because it's part of TNT's planned horror block. So there's other things that it's expecting to be a part of. And like, here's this giant chunk that we were planning. No, not going to happen now. Yeah, but in, you figure the horror block is supposed to come out in what, October? Halloween time? Makes sense? Yeah. You could theoretically film this in summer and still have it ready by October. Yeah, just just sit there and have a camera at M. Night Shyamalan as he's writing other bullshit movies. Mm-hmm. And this is scarier than anything we would have planned on doing in this show. <laughs> the, the, the real twist at the end of Tales from the Crypt is that 
it's just about M. Night Shyamalan writing another movie. Yeah. And then he does the ALS challenge where he dumps water on his head. Oh, God. <clears throat> Bringing that one back. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess the more we'll figure out more, we'll talk about it because I was really pumped for that show. But uh, we'll move on to the next story. Uh, there And Brad, I got this just for you. What? Because it's about a comic book. That is literally the oh. only reason because it's a comic book. Um, they're making a Hatchet comic book series. Um which I have never this makes me sound like a fucking prick I hope Derek doesn't listen to this but I have never seen the Hatchet movies and that is what Kane Hodder is most known for but I love Kane for Friday the 13th and do what in the movie and being Kane Hodder yeah and being Kane Hodder uh, but it it, I'm trying to figure out I'm real bad at reading if you haven't figured that over the past 70 episodes of the show uh, Hatchet comic books will celebrate the 10th anniversary of the original film's release, God, and they're all set to tell a host of brand new Victor Crowley stories. I was, tr- yeah, uh, I was trying so. to find out the number of episodes, uh, the number of issues, other than I see that it comes out in March of 2017. Yep, but I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, Bubble. No, it, it's it's cool. I mean, I don't know what I, I don't recognize this company, the comic company that's doing it. So maybe some publisher that just popped up because they had the ability to do this. Maybe it's. Maybe Kane Otter is doing his own publishing company. Uh, See, I don't know. To me. Like, I don't know if the Hatchet movies were ever like a big thing. I mean, it was big enough in the horror community because it, of who stars in it, and uh, just oh, in general. Those say they're fairly recent too. 2006, 2010, and twenty thirteen that came out. So they're yeah. not even like that old, but. So this is a guy who used to be the editor-in-chief of Bleeding Cool magazine, and he was VP at Avatar Press, uh, so it makes sense. So he's gone on to start his own company, and that's who's putting this out. Oh. So he's probably looking for IPs to launch his new company, and this mm-hmm. was this is a solid one to grab. Avatar that's... does a lot of adult-themed, uh, especially horror-related comics. They uh, do? So this... uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I try to read Avatar stuff, and it's always just, even though they've got some amazing writers who work for them, Alan Moore, Warren Ellis, uh, Garth Ennis have all done stuff, uh, Kieran Gillen have done stuff for Avatar. Their stuff is just so far beyond my taste of what I can handle reading, because it's ultra-violence, it's ultra-gore. Um, See, I might actually read these. You you might. Oh, this would be right up your alley. They're, yeah. they're very popular. It's just not my jam. Uh, Crossed might be something that you might want to check out. Hmm. It's it's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, sorry, I sneezed. Nom, 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 nom. Tasty. Uh, yeah, so March of 2017, which um, is super fucked because that's like three months away. 2017 is in eight days of us recording this. When you actually listen to it, it'll be closer, but... Do the math or something. I don't care. Yeah. Sons of bitches. <laughs> All seven of you. Do the math. Uh, I mean, there's usually a three-month turnaround from solicitation to print on comics anyway. So this is... That's actually it, pretty this quick. This got to just snuck up on people. Yeah, it should already be up for order in the next issue of previews um, from Diamond, uh, which is the solicitations for for comic shops. So, yeah, that this must have come up just like either nobody knew about it or um, they're just reporting it right in time to get people to be able to put in their orders. Yeah. Does it say where to order it? 
I'm lost uh, in the you, tabs. You want to contact your local comic shop if you call One Entered Comic Book, or if you go to uh, OneEnteredComicBook.com, you can look up your local comic shops there, and they'll order it for you. Otherwise, you'll probably be able to find it online. I would assume, although it's not necessarily the case, that they might have it through Comixology, but Comixology might avoid it if it's Super adult. Bloody. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to say. There is a comic book store in Oshkosh. It's the same place I can purchase wrestling tickets. So, I yeah, and this is one of those out. things. This is one of those things that if you have the opportunity, you should go in and talk to your local comic shop owner and pre-order it if you're interested, because yeah. they might not know to order it for the shelf. They might only order it for their set subscribers, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's a new company. It's something that they'd be taking a big chance on. They don't want to have a lot of overstock. So, if yeah. you're interested, talk to them now. Uh, don't wait and go in on the day that it's supposed to be released and expect it to be there. It, yep. Um, Brad, I don't know if you may or may not know this, but it appears that Chimera is listed as a comic book store. They have comic books in there? It's been a long time since I've been in there. Yeah. No, they they do. They have oh. comics and graphic novels. I'll just go in there then because that's like three blocks from my house. Yeah. I. It's it's a good store. I would. It's a great I store. I, I took my wife in there once and um, just everyone stopped and stared. Because I don't think girls go in there that often. Actually, there's every time I go in there, there's like at least two oh, women that work behind the counter. Fucking ruining my story, Brad. You're welcome. <laughs> the the cliche of women avoiding comic stores kind of is really no longer the case. <laughs> Back I've in my at, day, that was women repellent. I've worked at three comic stores. I, I've managed one and co-managed or assistant managed at, at two others, and They've all had women as either owners or managers. So, fuck you guys, man. Uh, well, fuck you too. Women are cool. You are in the middle of doing this podcast. They know where the comic stores are. What? Brad and I are talking about fucking. You're talking about comic book stores still, weirdo. Yeah, because that's that's more my speed. (laughs) A medium pace. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I don't want to throw a hip art at your age. I'm an old man. I just can't handle it. I just uh, brought up four bags of groceries in the house. I haven't got my breath yet. So, so okay. Do you wear like a heart rate monitor? And then if, no, if, I don't if you get a little, it's just going to get worse. I'm going to hear it beep once, and then it's going to spike for the rest of the time because I'm just going to freak out the whole time. God damn! God damn! I'll just hook it up to my balls. <laughs> no activity. No activity at all. Oh. Your balls are dead. Now, now I just want to give you a a, a, a cheer up handy. About the balls. Resuscitation. <laughs> a sad Did you hand say job. A cheer up no. handy? Is that what you said? Huh? A Did cheer you up... say cheer up handy? Yeah. Huh. Kind. That's not a thing? <laughs> no. Oh, I've been doomed. What kind of a world are we living in where one man can't jerk off another just to cheer him up? Mm. I just. Really... Gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Gift. Gets... Well, at least for, you know, all of a minute. Do they know it's Christmas time at... Okay, so... Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Hannibal Season 4, apparently, is the thing. Handleballs? Hand- is that what you... <laughs> hand and balls. It actually should be balls in hand, but... Yeah. I don't... <laughs> heard somebody else's hands to somebody's balls. Handleballs. Just put lotion on and warm your hands up first. It puts the lotion in the, the best ball. juggling act ever. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I feel like we talked about this already, but did did Hannibal stop? 
Like, yeah, Hannibal yeah. stopped a couple seasons ago. Okay. NBC really uh, went and and gave their all to the show. Uh, so it's not like it was something that was unexpected by the time that it got canceled, but it was still disappointing because it was a very good series. It was just probably on the wrong network or shouldn't have been on network TV at all. Which what is this on? Fox? It was on NBC. NBC. Okay. Have either of you watched uh, The Exorcist yet on Fox? I have not. So I'm only no. three episodes in, and it is incredibly gory. And I'm very surprised that it was on Fox, but that was why I was curious which who had it. And Fox seems like it. it's a little bit more suited to that. They did that Kevin Bacon show uh, a couple seasons back where making, he was... Making Bacon with Kevin? Yeah, that's exactly what it was, except it was about him chasing a serial killer. Oh, um... Or in a cult the of fuck was the name of it? Well, that only, made, that only made two seasons. The following. The following, yeah. Uh, I, I think it might have made it... Nope. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was Stopped at two. the end of two, and they didn't even, like, end it. They just stopped it. Yeah. yeah. And, and Fox is notorious for killing a show yeah. uh, in the middle, but... It's called Blue Balls they Fox. Did, yeah, they, they did at least have some hyper-violent stuff on there and it, it made a certain yeah. degree of sense for for that kind of show, for the exorcist to show up in there. This was very particular for NBC. This was, I mean, there was a lot of blood in the first episode, but it was it was vibrantly beautiful because it's Brian Fuller, who just does stunning work. Uh, if you've ever seen his Pushing Daisy show, uh, that's a really good example, or, or Dead Like Me. Just some of the stuff, he's, it's got a very visual theme. It's still, it's a lot of murder, <laughs> a lot of murder and eating people. Well, I mean, if if you're gonna stay true to the movies, it has to be a lot of murder and eating people. Yeah, but what they did with the show, different from the movies, is they made it appetizing in a weird way. Uh, it, it, you should probably was, explain was yourself. About, it, it was beloved by serial killers and foodies. Um, <laughs> it's like if Dexter had a show on food TV with Elton Brown. Uh, the next icing you off chef. It, it, it's, it was, <laughs> it, it stood out and, and the people who loved it really loved it. And, uh, Hugh Dancy and, uh, Mads Mikkelsen were great on it and want to come back to it. So what they're talking about is doing either kind of like movies or short series at a pace when they can get to them and putting it straight to, Amazon or Netflix. I think Amazon has the rights for the the past episodes now. So seeing this pop up on Amazon Prime would make a, a good degree of sense. And I think Hugh Dancy already has a show on Amazon Prime currently. Are you not sure about that? Well, I don't know what it's called. What's his name? I don't have Amazon Prime. Hugh, Hugh Dancy. Dancy. Amazon Oh. He's gonna be oh he's gonna be the lead in Fifty Shades Darker. <sighs> that's oh too bad. The path. Yes, the that's path. A, it's uh it's on Hulu. Okay, so I was I was mistaken. Well, Amazon Hulu, I can get it mixed up. It's all things that I don't subscribe. I'm just to trying to make point. you feel better about yourself so you don't cry in the corner after the podcast <sighs> again. I, I, the, the, look, I'm talking about attaching things to my balls to see if they're alive. So I don't have a lot going on as far as pride. You need Let's to just move on. Fucking get out! It's not <laughs> snowing by you. Walk outside. Just. I, I just came from outside. I came outside too. Twice. <laughs> Your poor neighbor's bush. Yeah, fuck and, my neighbors. And, they're all dumbasses. <laughs> 
fucking... Don't hold back. How do you really I, feel, Matthew? I'm I'm the old person. I just sit inside and they walk by. I'm like, motherfucker. Fucking hate you. And they're like, <laughs> fart wrong. And I'm like, I fucking hate you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You kids, don't <laughs> fart on my property. Not the time or the place to complain about my neighbors. Or is it? I feel like it is. Because... Um, it's like Corey and my podcast, so it's like I can do fifty percent of whatever I want, and it's no true. one can stop me. And you, as the guest, have to sit there and like it. I don't. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You're doing what you want. You do what you want. Speaking of doing what you want, Fuller uh, just recently left CBS's Star Trek revival uh, to concentrate on American Gods because Star Trek wanted more of his time than what he was willing to give them at this point. So he's he's concentrating on American Gods, and yet he still wants to also make time for doing additional stuff with Hannibal. So that's that's cool. I, I appreciate when it's a passion project. And uh, Michael Mickelson, who's been doing things like Doctor Strange and was also in the new Star Wars movie, he has plenty of things that he could be doing, but he still wants to come back and do this as well. So it's I, I think when you get that many people who are involved that have the, the power of choice and they still want to do this kind of project, one, that says a lot about them as as creators and talent, but two, it also means that it's more likely that something like this can actually happen. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's do our last news story quick. Not necessarily quick. I like you guys. We should hang out more. We should. When this is done, we should get an apartment together. Yeah. It could be a TV show. And, oh, and just I'll end up I'll be like, Brad, pick up your socks and then I'll sit in the car and be like, this motherfucker just doesn't pick up his socks. I just want And then at some point we get an argument and we split the apartment three ways and one of us controls the bathroom, but the other one controls the kitchen and third one gets the front door. Yep. And all yep. of us have to share the dog. We start having and I don't mean trade. that in the wrong way, people, that <laughs> I will only go so far with this com- Fucking show. Corey ends up having a trade embargo with the kitchen, and I have one with the bathroom, and I just start shitting out the window. Mm. <laughs> Next week on Old Men. Um, yeah, we know why Matt's will Matthew continue to shit out the window? <laughs> Tune in next time. Considering what he eats? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he will. Sometimes it's like wiping a marker down there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> Brad, uh, you agreed to come on and do this. So. I, I did. I, I did. How how much do you regret? Well, scale of one to ten, how regretful are you of that decision? Coming in at a solid three. Okay, and when we Ooh, started, were you probably super at like a one? Uh, I was at about, uh, yeah, I'd say at about a one. <laughs> I came in at a ten, and now I'm at a three, so... <laughs> I mean, the only reason you're up at a three level is because you completely denied the fact that he was your father at the beginning. If he had to deal with that kind of talk right now, he'd be like, no, no. Away with done. you, child. Uh, all right. The last story that we have. Uh, Resident Evil comes out January 24th, and it appears that um, oh, it's about five days ago. But the demo's available on PC. Yeah, we're talking about the game, not the film. Yeah, thank there you. There is a new movie coming out. Yeah, I think the trailer for that came out too. It's called like the final chapter or something. It's called the final countdown. Don't sing too much. I don't need to get this channel banned from streaming too. Oh, sorry. Delete, delete, delete. 
Yeah, I don't know. It appears that the download button was broke or something. But I know it's up on Steam. I looked before. Um, I played the first demo for it, and it was actually pretty fucking cool. I don't know if either of you are really into these. I think that I've played like the second or third. Corey? I've never played Resident Evil. It, it's one of those games that my wife would probably love it if I bought and played because she would want to watch it, but she mm-hmm. can't handle playing those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now that Twitch exists, I'd, I can eliminate the middleman and someone else can play it and I can go the fuck away and do something I want to do. That's well, you're, Wow, okay. Seems, um, seems legit. A little angry, but legit. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, know where the hostility is. You just described marriage, Brad. I was married once. That's yeah. true. That's true. I pick up socks in my marriage, but I and then up. you shit out the window. <laughs> shit out the window. Yeah, when I was talking about our TV show, that's just my life. The side, one side of my house, just has a big brown streak down the side, and I keep blaming it on mold. <laughs> like, God, I fucking can't get the mold off my house. You've been trying to sell your house for like a year and a half. <laughs> just started shitting on the side. <laughs> it just makes so much I more sense. Don't care. Like we really like the house, but there's a big brown streak down the side. Seller says it's mold. Why- the only reason why people are still willing to try to sell it is because it's fucking Wisconsin and they know. Like, well, someone will take the shit out. Someone they will take care. it. Oh, there was a house with cockroaches and a redheaded kid in it one time. <laughs> I don't know which of those is worse. Well, redheaded cockroach. <laughs> redheads can can they can live in Wisconsin. Cockroaches shouldn't. So there's that's that's true. Keep that. that in mind. That's the trade-off. Yeah. We yeah. Well, the bugs are killed by the cold. Redheads can live through cold. I'm sorry if anyone's a redhead listening to this. I hope you're not offended. Redheads uh, are actually my jam, I'm, but that's fine. Uh, same here. Same here. Um, how about you, Brad? How do you feel about redheads, Brad? Uh, they're all right. All right. Cool. Cool. Very low key answer. Safe. Yeah, yeah. Safe since you're dating a brunette. Ding ding. <laughs> ah, don't worry, she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Nobody else is going to after tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. All of our numbers uh, disappear. Am I am I the show killer? Is that what it is? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't think we've ever had anyone on that like something went so south and I'm like, whoop, here it is. This is the end. So you're good. <laughs> we keep trying. I, and I've gotten like real drunk doing some of these, and I just I do I say dumber things when I'm drunk than when I'm sober. So I think you're fine. It's, it's I have no way of judging it the is. scale of that. Oh, it's pretty possible. <laughs> Corey only talks to me when I'm drunk. He's like he's like a bad one night stand. I only call him when I'm drinking. <laughs> That's a great one night stand. The one who keeps showing up is like, yeah, okay, I'll come pick you up. And yeah, you can you can be inside me. That's fine. Yeah, can I what, just are you watch? You leave your wife? No. No. What? Oh wait, am I supposed to tell that you? Took yes? a turn. <laughs> hey, he's asking Apparently if I'm gonna leave her. Yeah, I'll let you watch cartoons tonight. It's all right. Um. Yeah. Resident Evil Seven demos out. Go play it. It's a tits game. It looks cool. What Just real fast, I... uh, did you get to play the demo of Friday the Thirteenth this week? Yeah. Did you get anybody <laughs> to take your beta keys? I did. They were gone. Like. Oh, right on. <clears throat> um, let me rephrase that. No one listen who listens to this podcast emailed. 
I did open it up to some other people, and I I use I went through mine. Uh, my coworker had a couple extra, and then a friend of mine who doesn't have a PC gave me all five of his, and all of them are gone. Now the problem is that uh, they were all doubles, so if you didn't use it quick enough, the company handed Uh-oh. out duplicates, so they stopped working. That's a dick move. Yeah, and they never really addressed it. And I was not the only one because all these people I started looking at like forum posts and everyone's like, oh, these are all duplicates. What gives? Um, so that was kind of shitty. But um, that, yeah. They, Although the beta was only for three days. It, they extended it through Sunday now because of the server problems, which is part of what I was going to complain about. Um, so because of the, cause of the amount of money that I paid for the game on the Kickstarter, <laughs> I got in the friends and family beta, which was uh, supposed to be Sunday and Monday. But there were server issues, so it didn't start till Monday. Uh, due to a cold, I stayed home from work. And uh, wink, wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I played a bunch on Monday, and in the friends and family beta, it was it was fine. You can get into a match really quick. I mean, it was still beta, but as soon as they opened it up, like <clears throat> yesterday, I opened the game, went to a quick match, and. Sat for 10 minutes, got up, did some dishes, started laundry, came back, still had not found a match. It was, it was spinning for like 45 minutes. Finally got into a game, and it loaded, and it just froze. <laughs> so I had to close out of the game. So I waited 45 minutes and didn't even get to play last night. And you didn't figure out that this is a conspiracy by your wife to get you to do chores around the fucking house and stop shitting outside the window? <laughs> I mean, the last part is just the hope. It's just a just blind the hope. hope. Yeah. So Maybe somewhere. he's so busy and he wears himself out, he'll use the toilet instead <laughs> of climbing into <laughs> the window. We'll tuck her out so he doesn't shit out the window I, anymore. You know, I've met his wife. She'd just go, Matt, stop shitting out the window. Yeah. Like, he's never going to stop, but yeah. <laughs> I put forth the effort. I'm an American. I did my due diligence. I don't know if I want. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the game's kind of fun. A lot of people are complaining. If you play as Jason, it's he, Jason's like super overpowered. Like he gets sense abilities, where if you're kind of in the vicinity, you can see exactly where a counselor is. But apparently, there's things that are involved. Like counselors have fear stats and if or uh, stealth stats and composure, and you have to keep your person from being scared. And there's just a lot of mechanics to the game that weren't spelled out that people were pissing and moaning about, and then they started to figure it out towards the end. Obviously, if your yeah. per, if your character's not scared, Jason can't sense you. Then he can't. Just and that's warp that's a beta thing, anyways. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of a beta is mm-hmm. to try this stuff out and see what works, and then adjust for it. Yeah. Now, some of the dumb stuff is right now. He has like a shift ability where it's like a he goes invisible and just sprints. Yeah. Which is kind of dumb. And then he can also like teleport all over the map. Although that makes well, kind of sense recall, for how it is in the movies. Yeah, and if he's. It, it, if you are able to be seen by somebody, if it's the game that I remember, uh, if you are able to be seen by somebody, you can't do that. <clears throat> so if a character is looking at you and you're playing Jason, you can't. he can't jump around like that. I don't know if that's true or not. I played as Jason, but I don't remember it not working because someone was looking at me. Oh, okay. So, but I, 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 you could be I right. I might have been thinking of another game. People are complaining, and it happened to me playing as a counselor. Like, you could shift. You could basically just sprint up to someone, and then as soon as you materialize, just grab them, and they're dead. And it's, 
there's no like really getting away and you can hide under stuff but you kind of just show up bright red and jason comes to kill you and yeah it's it's still really fun i mean i played it i think i played it for like 10 hours or something the past couple i watched that 17 minute video of the the play for it and it looked really cool and and the the team aspect of it was very well done yeah, I liked how you could only talk to certain people when they've already managed to grab the walkie-talkies. Or if you're in the vicinity, and apparently right. if you yell, like if you talk loudly into your mic, you can be heard further away in the game, which I think is really cool. Yeah. So there's some smart stuff. So it sounds mm-hmm. it sounds good. It sounds like it's still just got some growing pains, and it's yeah. that's expected in this kind of project. Yeah, yeah. It was... I saw there's like a Reddit thread of people trying to figure out how to... Because you can kill Jason, but no one knows how, and it's not like a, it's not like a hit point thing. So they're trying to figure out like what to do to kill him because there's yeah. a character that can be brought back from he's like one of the movies by finding the walkie-talkie and then someone dies and then that person comes back. So they're thinking it has something to do with that or because you can find Jason's hut with his mom's head in it and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so there's just you know there's there's way more to it, but like I said, at first people were all super butthurt and I guess people go into the game and. Uh, if you want to escape in a car, you have to get a uh, battery, gasoline, and keys. And people yep. are like finding the battery and going and hiding it to fuck with <laughs> each other. And I'm like, oh, it's like you're uh, kind of ruining the game. But fucking internet just breaking shit to break shit. Yeah, like I, I played, um, I played one round as Jason, and when, when you can hear what the counselors are saying when you're close enough, and there was like two of them left. Uh, the rest were dead or had, had escaped, and like one guy was just running circles. And the guy goes, yeah, just come over and get me. And then I pick him up. And if you have a uh, like a Swiss Army knife, you stab Jason in the throat and it stuns him. And then you can run away. And then um, the guy ran away and they both escaped. And I was like, wow, that was really awesome. Like you guys like used real teamwork to lure me to go to one the one person that could stun me so that you could both get out. Like that's that's actually pretty impressive. So I tip my hat to them. Nice. Yeah, that's my credit where credit is due. Yeah, yeah. That's my long internet uh, douchebag. Like the kebab guy on Reddit. I don't think either of you go on Reddit enough. No, not enough. I don't even know how we're friends. So, what? I love you. We show up for your fucking podcast, Matt. It's your that's podcast too, Corey. Oh, yeah, that's right. You don't fucking point the finger. Do I really want to take credit for this? What's going on with you me? You do. I, don't know. I got do. enough shit going down in my life, man. I don't need this. <laughs> hey, so let's talk about Brad's choice this week. I'm not done talking about my feelings. Really? Oh, Jesus. You have that many of them? <laughs> I have at least two more to get through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bloated. I was going to say... Sleepy and gassy are, do not count. Oh, I'll say those are totally two things. Those are really. Smurfs. <laughs> gassy is my least favorite emotion. <laughs> oh, all right. Corey, you were about to thing. You're, you're uh, bringing it in. Bring it in. I, I, I was going to say, uh, Brad brings to us this week for our movie review. 2009's Jennifer's Body, uh, written by Diablo Cody and directed by Karen Kusama, starring Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried and some dudes, but none of the dudes fucking matter. Except maybe Adam Brody. Wasn't he on the OC? Um, I think so. There was uh, um, And wait, Johnny Simmons. And Chris Pratt's in here, too. 
Yeah. Chris Pratt's in here for like a minute. Doesn't matter. He's still he doesn't take here. his shirt off. It, it's hurtful. I think this is, is before is. he was it's... all sexy. And J.K. Simmons is in here. J.K. Simmons is actually pretty solid. Yes. Mm-hmm. He plays the, the teacher with the one arm. Mm-hmm. He's got the fake arm. But Johnny Simmons plays Chip. He was also in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which Ooh. is a great movie, in my opinion. I enjoy yeah, the thing like, out of it. I haven't was seen it. Like, it was really young time, Neil. Right. <clears throat> so again, not like a big part. Not like he, he was the, oh yeah, he was what made Scott Pilgrim really work. <laughs> he was young Neil. Young Neil kicks oh. ass. Oh, never mind. I was like, he's in Whiplash, but that's a short, not not the movie. No. No, it is. He was. He was in the movie Whiplash. Well, oh. again, because J.K. Simmons was in it. Yeah, and that's why that's where I was going with that. I don't know why they say short. Short part. I don't know. Whatever. Fucking. Someone host the show. Fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Fuckity, fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 Easter's on its way. It is. I mean, we got to get through Christmas first, but... And, like, another two feet of snow. All these killed Jesus holidays just blend into one, in my mind. Wow. Yeah, just everybody stop. That was great. I feel good about that. <laughs> As well, you should. Well done. That's some, that's some solid blasphemy on my part. Right on. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, you saw... kids and your your blasphemy. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet, a Twitter. Someone showed me a Twitter, and it was like Satan, and it, it was he was saying that he keeps getting Christmas letters from dyslexic children. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually all written by M Night Shyamalan, and they just... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, nice work, Brad. Um, well played. So. <laughs> Fucking where are we? I don't even know. Uh, we're in Jennifer's body. We are in Jennifer's body. Ooh. It sounds like there was enough people in there already. She's a virgin. Except her butt. No, she had to sit not. on peas. Yeah. <laughs> that was just that one dude. Yeah. Was, uh, oh. He was into the butt sex. Hey. So basically, the, the whole movie comes down to uh, Satanists don't read the user manual closely enough. And and fuck things up for everybody. Yeah, and they were eyeliner. the The reason why I love the movie so much is after you get to the end of the film, you realize that it was never really about Jennifer. You know what I'm saying? the The Satanists fucked up, and the devil was angry about it, so he used needy to clean up the mess. Oh, I was going to say, if something happened after the credits, I didn't watch it. No. But no, they didn't. I, I, I get what you're saying now. I mean, stuff happened over the credits. Yeah, you get the, the individual photos of the crime scene after Needy yeah. cleaned the house. Yeah, I remember that. I meant like after the credits. But the reason why I come to the demonic intervention is that at the beginning of the film... <clears throat> it's established that anything that goes into the vortex that we get to see at the beginning, uh, the devil's kettle, it never comes out. They've done all this testing. Nothing has ever come out of it. Yet, after Needy escapes the insane asylum, 
there it is. She's walking yeah, along the road, and it's, it's like, oh, it ejected here. That was it the, all comes the sacrificial out in the knife. <laughs> it just took a long time. I, I I kept waiting to see if a little clown was going to try to coax her in. Wait. <laughs> so no. is the beginning of the movie really the beginning of the story? Yes. No. Yes. See, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't really do a good job of explaining if after all this happens, Needy ends up in the, the insane asylum, or if she leaves the insane asylum, or, like gets out and then goes back home. And like, we are definitely reading too far into this movie because I don't think it's ever meant to be dug into this much. I don't, I don't know. know what you're saying. No, the opening of the movie is stuff that happens after all the shit with Jennifer happens and then oh, leads yeah. into the, the close of the movie where she escapes. So it's, it's here's where I am now, and then this is all the backstory as to why I'm here, and then it gets to the, oh, the last five right. minutes yep, of yep, yep, yep. Okay. escaping there. Okay. Yeah. No, she wasn't insane and then got to go to high school and hang out and have a boyfriend for a year. And then go back to the, the sanitarium. Know, Surprise! I'm not crazy. I get to go back to school, right? Wait, I am crazy. The devil's oh, nutsack is this weird place. Who knows? Yeah, so... There's a band name. The devil's nutsack. Well, when, Instead of low shoulder, it should have been devil's oh, nutsack. Fucking garbage. I did, actually, speaking of, I did really like some of the songs in the soundtrack. Like... I... I I heard songs as it was going on. I'm like, oh, Matt, we'll probably like this one. Um, I thought I heard an It Dies Today song, which means nothing to either of you. Nope. And I'm killing time to get to the Wikipedia to figure out what the name of the song is. But there's, at one point, they uh, they play the sword. They've got Kiss the Fist by Florence and the Machine. Yeah, fuck that. Celestial Crown by the sword. Um, that's the song that I really liked. Yeah, I like Dashboard Confessional, but you know, it's, I don't want to lose my street cred. Not a fan of Panic at the Disco? No. No. And Low Shoulders, a real band? So get the see. fuck out of here. Is that actually Adam's band then? Um, Members... Ryan, the band, oh no, 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 the band was formed in 2014 by mem- members Ryan Levine and Andrew Armpit. <laughs> they, they used to be called Tester Reflex from 2004 to 2009 and then changed their name in 2009. So and they changed it to Wildling, apparently, is yep. Oh, yeah, now so they're, they're no longer low shoulder, but they stole the name low shoulder. Well, what the fuck? Ah, whatever. I don't. This band probably hot garbage. So, <laughs> no, hot garbage is a completely different band. They're most post punk. No, that's just garbage. Oh no. Okay. Not hot garbage. So is garbage is awesome. Hot garbage, a band. <laughs> no, but it's a. Sex Holy act. shit! It is. <laughs> And you know who's the lead singer of the band? M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. No, it's like two white guys. Two yeah, dudes with keys and secret drums twist making... is that M. Night Shyamalan is actually two white guys. <laughs> wow. I think these guys are from Chicago. And they're in every one of his movies, but nobody ever notices. I like how we're all having different conversations. I like that about right. us. I, yeah. I feel... It makes for great radio. 
Um, yeah, hot garbage is from Chicago. I I agree. Just uh, throwing that out there. Where are All we right, in this so movie? We, so she we, gets. We we start out with uh, needy, in an institution. Can, can can we talk about the fact that her name is needy? Like, that's weird. And that at one point weird. they talk about how needy is being needy. Well, her name is Anita. Mm, so fine. Kids being kids, they gave her the name needy. Fine, I missed that part. Hurtful. Um, yeah, that that's kind of a. The dick move that everybody, we're just going to all call you needy. Even your your closest friends and your boyfriend. Uh, what a yeah. great thing to call her. Yeah, right. Chip, you're a prick. Uh, I feel kind of shitty that my nickname growing up was Chip. What, really? I don't oh, even yeah. know what your real name is anymore. So You still don't. Yeah, and why would you? <sighs> it's Floyd. Floyd. <laughs> Floyd McDonaldson. You're really close. You're really close. So, uh, so here's the thing. We we start out at the beginning with seeing Needy in the institution, and she's already kind of a badass. So then, when they go into the past, and we see her, and she's all mousy and doesn't really stand up for herself with her friend Jennifer, and Jennifer is the cool one and everything. It sort of loses some of the impact because we know that she's moving to this other character that she has this potential in her. So it's not even like we're surprised when it starts to happen. I feel that's kind of a, why did we need the introduction of first? I don't know. Like, I feel like watching this movie going into it, think, knowing that it's, it's partially comedy um, made it a little easier to like swallow. No pun intended. Dick, dick joke. <laughs> Insert I feel like dick I was joke here. Confession. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, we we go into the then pre-story, which is the whole story of <laughs> Needy and her best friend Jennifer, and, and Jennifer's pretty hot, hot shit around the school, and, and except she has toe thumbs. I kept looking, and her thumbs looked Jesus. perfectly okay in this. Mm. I knew you were going to quiz me on it. I'm not quizzing you on shit. Google Megan Fox toe thumbs. Yeah, because Google never lies. At any rate... Bitch has toe thumbs. Uh, we, we see her, and the, the two of them are friends, and a lot of people don't understand why they're friends, except they've been friends since they were little kids. And But Jennifer is definitely the cooler one and the, the hot girl around school. And Needy is not uncool, but not at the same level, and has her her boyfriend, who also doesn't seem like he's the coolest guy in the world. I'm not sure if she's supposed to be a virgin at this point, if if Needy is supposed to be, because yes. we do get a sex scene later on with her and Chip. Um which, which I thought I was strange. Where he said, "We had we had sex for four minutes the other night." You know, to rock your world. The the look at his face. Where he's like, "Am I too big for you?" That was a great moment. Um, that was that was yeah. that made that kid's year. All right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but we we go into the the story, and Jennifer obviously leads Needy to do the things that Jennifer wants to do, and Needy just goes along with it. And we're left to assume it's because Needy is needy or wishy-washy or... I think that's uh, part of the reason for her name as well. 
Probably. But as we see, it seems like, and they don't really explore this a lot, but it seems more like Needy's actually kind of in love with Jennifer. And they yeah. don't really make ever a, a real statement about that. We see it start out when they, they show them in the, the sandbox when they're younger uh, that she she pulls the tack out and then she kisses the, the blood away. But you always see her looking at, at Jennifer with a sort of longingness. I, I, and the thing that I really kind of got out of it is that was their initial bond. Yeah. Mm. Because when, when she's having sex with Chip and things go south with Jennifer, she like, she felt it. And that's why she freaked out when she and Chip were, were doing it. Right. And she connects to that a couple of ways. And then even in the, the climax of the fight scene towards the end, and I didn't get this at all, but the way that she defeats Jennifer, the way that she pulls her power completely away from her is by tearing off their pulls best friend necklace. Yep. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not sure like what power there was in that. That's never established. It's just sort of like, oh, well, I'm going to take this away from you. And then it Jennifer was like, just well, falls dead almost. As much as Needy the, – the, the feeling that I got from it is for as much as Needy <laughs> needed – Mm-hmm. Jennifer, Jennifer needed that relationship with Needy to kind of keep her somewhat grounded. Yeah, because um, Jennifer never felt like she wanted to get rid of her her no. friends or her life. She just she realized that she got better when she ate somebody's life out of them. Essentially, once a month, uh, drank their blood and everything else. She got healthier, she got prettier, and then it started to wear down. And then she had to go and do it again. But it was. She was taking guys to to do this, but it wasn't like she was trying to break her relationship with Needy. That was just a side effect. And when she went after Chip, that was the final straw. Yeah. The bridge too far, as they say. What else happened in this movie? Well, there is the band. There is the low shoulder band. Uh, now the below shoulder. shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Below the shoulder. Well, I'd submit that because they're below the real <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> How does what? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> well, if you, yeah. Nope. When a mommy nope. and a daddy love each other. Yep. They go see shitty bands at a local bar. I feel like you're making fun of my my marriage. I sometimes make my wife go see shitty bands at shitty bars. Or, or your man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She goes on her own. I told her she never has to go, but she always seems to go. Aww. Yeah. <sighs> so, so the way that things really start to to process is Jennifer and Needy go to a really shitty bar to see this band that Jennifer's kind of obsessed with, and they're just starting out. They're up and comers, but they're really full of themselves and cocky and shit. And they seem to already have some powers at play because while they're playing, they're one seducing Jennifer uh, with their song, like luring her in and it's a shitty song. Yeah, but erasing her willpower. And the fact that we hear the song so many times through the fucking movie makes me think like this had to have been Brody's actual band because no, they just would not. They relentlessly played that though. Um, No, he uh, he had a couple of singing lessons but uh his voice was not good enough to do to do that so somebody else sang it yeah it definitely looked lip sync the whole time he did but, wear his own eyeliner though 
Uh, no, he, he borrowed did. that. He borrowed that from Misha Barton. No, no. That was um, but so they're, they're, they register that Jennifer is a virgin, even though she's not. And they, I don't think uh, that they registered. They were look. They were on the prowl. Right. But in their minds, they're like, oh, she's a virgin. And then Needy actually says, yes, she is a virgin. I don't know why that she felt like she had to say that, especially since it was just established that that's not true. I, I think that was she was her wing woman. Right. Yeah. But I, I just at the same time, it's like, what a weird thing to Well, this is my throwback in your face. Yes, she is a virgin. Well, you know, that's what he wants. He's looking for her to be a virgin because that's what he was just saying. And and your defense of her is to lie and confirm that. I don't get exactly what that was other than to get them to keep processing that she's a virgin. So she should be their target. But they seduce her with the music and then they cause a fire in the bar to happen. And it's all very sort of mystical because Needy's watching the fire crawl across the bar and start up and go to kill everybody. And then she's the only one who's got the clarity of mind to get her and Jennifer out of there. But Jennifer is just so into the band at this point and kind of under a spell by them that she goes along with them anyways and ignores Needy. And that's when they uh, basically try to sacrifice her out in the woods. They fucked up. Word. You know, I mean, and if you've ever seen Motley Crue, you understand that this is not a true story. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, that's the only way that Mick Mars is still alive. You've got to admit like that guy was sixty years old in Motley Crue in the eighties. That is no, he's fucking. How old is Mick Mars? He's, he's drinking the blood of the young. Two thousand in your Earth years. Mars. He does kind of look like uh, the old Chinese man from. Um, fuck, what is that movie? Big Trouble in Little China. Any, yeah, I was gonna say any old Chinese any, man in a movie. Egg Shen. Oh no, you're talking about uh, David Lopin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently. Uh, Wikipedia doesn't know when his birthday is. He's either 65 or 61. Mick Mars. May 4th, 1951 is what Google says. Oh, He's okay. 65. Yeah, it says the, that or April 4th, 1955. Goodbye, Mr. Button. Uh, so Jesus, he looks rough. <laughs> but he, well, he never looked good. No, it was sure. not like he was ever looking like, oh, he said his prime. No, we missed his fucking prime. There was no prime yeah. for Mick Mars. <sighs> fucking you're not wrong no yeah i agree so the band thinks that they sacrificed jennifer so that they can get fame and fortune and have all the good luck uh which seems to work for them like they go on from this and their song takes off and becomes not only a big hit around i guess presumably the country but in the school where everybody in the fire just died, including some of the other students, uh, supposedly the foreign exchange student, who we find out later, did not die in the fire. Yeah, that was weird. And then, and then another guy gets killed by Jennifer, her first kill in the woods the next day. And this song becomes the theme for the high school, which seemed very much like Suicide Don't Do It from Heathers to me. There was a lot of Heathers in this, in my mind. There was Heathers. There was a somewhat later on, uh, an amount of um, what was the witch movie in the nineties? The Craft, Practical yep. Magic. What? Well, no, no that's no, the other one. Yeah, the other one, the good one. Um, hey, Practical Magic was good. Shut your filthy mouth. 
Wow. Not, sir. <laughs> but yeah, so a kind of cliche things too. I, I felt a lot of Heather, Heather's in this. When the guy dies and uh, his parents are out there and the dad like makes the the promise out into the world of like, I will find you and I will get revenge on you. I just imagine him saying, I love my dead gay son. But overall, it was like it, it meant nothing because we never see that dude again. We never see his parents. But the the mother that's at the second funeral a month later, when Jennifer has her second kill to refresh herself, her speech to the emo kids who were like, you were supposed to take me with you and all this other stuff. And she just like tears them to shit. That was way better. That was way more mm-hmm. impactful as far as a speech. So it almost sounds like Jennifer has to eat once a month to remain fresh. Yeah, there was definitely a uh, menstruation. I think this coincides with something else that women do once a month. Yes. Blood was very much a part of uh, this film. There's blood everywhere. There's just an insane amount of blood. Although I guess if you eat someone from their midsection... There would be a lot. You're of gonna blood. see some blood, yeah. Or you earn your wings. Sometimes you got a finger paint. The hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Sometimes I like to suck on pennies. It's the same thing. Oh. 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 Someone move on. Oh. Someone move on. Um. So yeah. So basically, what happens is. Jennifer shows up at Needy's house after she gets attacked and becomes in possession of these powers. Needy realizes that there's something wrong with Jennifer, but tries to deal with it because Jennifer is her best friend. But as things go on, she sees worse and worse things are happening, but she can't quite reconcile them enough to like just push her completely away until it gets way worse. And, and then there's the part where Jennifer shows up in her bed and we have our our moment of realizing that Needy's feelings for Jennifer definitely are a little bit more sexually tinged, if not romantically, romantically tinged. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a little bit of a makeout scene. But then she pulls back because she realizes this is all fucked up. This is not normal. What the hell is going on? And she gets the confession of like Jennifer was basically murdered but came back with all these abilities and then has to kill and eat people to get her energy back. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's like any other that really sums up the movie. Yeah, it just culminates at the prom. It's like any high school movie. It culminates at the prom (laughs) at the end. It's like, oh, we're... We're going to break up because I need to protect you. Well, I thought we were going to go to the dance together, so I'm going to go to the dance by myself. And then here's Jennifer in the woods, and she says that Needy's cheating on me, so dick in the mouth. Let's. That's. Yeah, it, it doesn't take a lot to convince me as long as it winds up with a dick in the mouth. So that's kind of. Like, it's full dick in mouth. Like, high school, like. Oh shit! Really? The 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 my love, my girlfriend who had just recently lost my virginity to, it, it, is cheating on me, and I'm taking your word for that for some reason. 
but um, but there's a chance that I might have sex with you. So sure, yeah, I completely buy into it. Uh, I don't feel bad for for Needy's love uh, when when he's like, oh, I, I should have listened to you and everything. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have tried to fuck her friend. <laughs> you guys will do strange thing for a little bit of pussy. I yeah. sure female, not kitty cat. Oh, I thought maybe you could hear my cat in the back. Oh, I can. Who knows? Who knows? I, I can it's hear just... your pussy. Uh, furlock. <laughs> I mean, we're pet friendly here. I'd have my I'd have my dogs on, but then they just try and get out, and then Corey yells at me because you can hear a dog whining in the background. I don't yell at you. I like your dogs. This is my Furlock's baby, Furlock Holmes, and he will not leave me alone. That's he fine. Absolutely needs to be near me twenty four seven, and it's annoying. He's my needy, aren't you, Furlock? Yeah. Do I need to give him credit as being the second guest on the show? <laughs> sure. <laughs> With Brad and Furlock. Yep, Brad and Furlock Holmes. That's right. I always wondered what his full name was. I always yep. saw Nessa calling him Furlock, but yeah. So then Furlock you have another, another cat named Lois, right? No, I have another. Oh, cat Irene. Named Irene Catler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Shut up, Corey. Like you know everything there is to know about Brad and Nessa's cats. Maybe I kind of do. Just a shitty friend. Yeah, I mean that's. I follow them on the Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Stalker Diary. <laughs> Today, Brad fed his cat three spoons of wet food. No, no wet food in this house. Oh, fuck you, man. Fucking try to make a cat, well, try to make a cat joke. You just shit on my face. I mean, it's well, wet food I, is gonna make you want to shit out the window. My last name is German, so Ludwig Bradford von Ludwig. Ah, uh, so yeah, this movie we talked about. Um, so, uh, I guess part of the thing with this movie is it was sort of the follow-up of Diablo Cody. It was a follow-up of Diablo Cody writing Juno. Really? To this was the next movie that she wrote. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. No, this wasn't the Juno 2. Okay, it wasn't that. Jennifer's that's, yeah. body. No, no. <laughs> Juno's body. Um, I didn't know if it was supposed to have some sort of, you know, it was supposed to be some sort of succession. And then you just realize it's the same person that makes a little more sense, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, different directors, so that's why there's a different feel. But you can see it. You can see in the way that the, the characters, especially the young women, talk. Yes. Uh, and the, the, the heavy sarcasm, the way that they talk about their sexuality, uh, their their body functions and everything. It feels very natural, and that's kind of the strength of Diablo Cody as a writer. Uh, mm-hmm. She went on to start writing for United States of Tara. After this, she did that. Um, oh, she's doing the Barbie movie. I think with um, oh, what is her name? Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah. So it she she definitely has her style, and this follows that. It was just it was interesting to see going from something which was a very slice of life movie to a horror movie, but still has some similar kind of themes. Yeah, but it's very much not a horror movie while being a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's not a typical horror movie, but if you compare it to things like The Craft, I mean, it it fits in that wheelhouse. I don't think I've ever seen The Craft, so I'm not uh, I'm not a good judge of that. What? I'm fucking yeah. 
It's too busy like doing drugs and beating pussy. It's a lie. I, I, I only believe one of those. Yeah, right. Yeah. Only one of those is true. I bet you can't figure out which one it is. Mm, yeah. I can. Mm, I and the the director of this movie, the only other thing that I can really think of that she's done that stands out to me was she directed the Eon Flux movie. Oh, and Girl Fight. Oh, wait, what? Charlize Theron. Yes, that's who it was. Okay. God, I can't believe that that was actually a movie. Did you see it that movie? It was. I did. Was it good? It was okay. I, it was not a... If you like looked at it as a piece of uh, on its own and not try to compare it to the storyline of the like Liquid TV cartoon... Mm. Right. It was a good movie. It was fun. It was interesting. Okay. I, I know I've seen it, but I can remember nothing about it. it. It's one of those things where the plot seemed incidental to the visuals, which, I mean, the Anne Flux cartoon was very heavy on the visuals, and yeah. the plot was incredibly confusing, especially because it was mostly from the shorts at first, and you had to see 15 seconds of it at a time for several months to finally see the whole thing and go, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Why is there two minutes of her making out with some other dude to pass a capsule along? Like, this is weird. But awesome. I can't stop looking. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Intense. I just remember the eye with the fly. Yeah. Yes. The opening credit. Fuck. It's way cool. But yeah, this was, I mean, this was a, kind of the not the breakout role but the first leading role that i can think of for megan fox i don't remember if transformers had come before this or after but this was this was her movie let's see this was transformers was 2007 this was 2009 so she'd already done transformers uh but there's no labouf and that's always an improvement (laughs) shia labouf yeah yeah i just heard labouf what did LaBeef? What, what did LaBeef have to do with this? Nothing. Nothing. He was but saying that. In, but, yeah. She'd been in Transformers with him. Yes. Oh, okay. I, you know, the old old toe thumbs. Transformers. Before she lost her mind. I, Brad, do you find Megan Fox to be attractive? She's she's pretty. I'd say she's, she's not bad. I just that. yeah, it's, thumbs creep me out. Man. Okay, look it's, at. If you're fucking her thumbs, you may have an issue. Or you may have a fetish that is okay. And we're we're perfectly okay with supporting you and what you're into and and, and what you're not into. And and it's although this movie is pretty much about sexually objectifying Megan Fox, that doesn't necessarily need to be what the review is about. It's true. A little bit. Although, I, mean, I, I will say this. I find her f- more attractive in this movie than in, say, Transformers. Because I believe she had a lot of surgery between now and then. Between I, then I and think now. she definitely had... I think she had surgery before either of them. I don't recall. But at the same time, Amanda uh, Seyfried is, <laughs> is really very pretty. She's so. very, very pretty, yes. But has a very unusual and distinctive look maybe that's that's attractive because she megan fox is a classic hollywood beauty type yes yes and she's and, tv hot whereas uh, um, amanda is more 
I don't want to say plain hot and mean it in a bad way, but I'd plain hot. She's like normal hot. Like, I, I think she's just more attainable hot. Yes, attainable. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. But her character definitely is more obtainable in, in this regard. And she is playing a girl next door type of character. So yes. in, in that regard, yeah. I'd, I think if you see Amanda and other things, it she can play a range of, of very different attractive women that yeah, might not be. I've seen Mamma Mia. Yeah. I'm probably the only person in this chat right now who has seen Mamma Mia. I've seen Mamma Mia live, actually. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, the movie in which Amanda Seyfried is yeah. in. I've seen it. Okay. God, Absolutely. Oh, my friends with you, too. I, I like musicals. Uh, I I, I'm that guy. I don't. I don't think no, musicals that's... are realistic. Although we did see the Book of Mormon, I thought it was great. Yeah, see, you just have to find one that matches your needs. I've seen the Full Monty. That's probably Ooh, way up your alley. Yeah, I have to. I have to take my wife to Wicked next year, so I'm just taking on a second mortgage on my house to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, and then why don't we see Hamilton and then flee the country because we're never going to be able to pay this shit off? Yeah, yeah. I put it on the credit card. Fuck it. Get adopted by Dave. <sighs> Dave, who is your dad? He is my dad. <laughs> Good old Daddy David. Where are we? So, yeah, so the, the culmination ends up with a fight between Needy and Jennifer, and Needy somehow magically defeats Jennifer, gets bit by Jennifer in the time. Also, can we stop for a second and go back to the fact that Needy researches all this information about succubuses and satanic stuff and everything in the high school library of her little town where i'm pretty sure the people there burn books like that it was just i was a little taken and i, I like when chip even says our, our high school library has an occult section oh it's really small do you know what the internet is that you have <laughs> that had probably a lot more information available to you oh yeah i know it was 2009 but you but probably still. could have gotten there from your aol account yeah. <laughs> they probably all had a MySpace. Hey, you know, I, I kind of wonder when Diablo Cody was coming up with this, doing the world building for it. They're in Devil's Kettle. So I right, think right. that there was an undertone to the occult happening in this town. I, I really kind of felt that. And I honestly, I feel that Needy got to defeat Jennifer. The point of that fight between the two of them was to get her bit and to give her abilities in which she could kill Low Shoulder at the end of the film. Right, that which is the a whole purpose of the fight. To an end, but not necessarily great storytelling to make it happen. It was just like grabbing the the necklace no. made her lose her powers. It it it's like I I get that they did it, but I don't I don't feel that it was earned. It wasn't earned. Right. It was a gift. Do you, oh, do you understand what I'm you're saying? You're saying My that explanation the, the demon is, itself was trying to pass the things along to Needy. The devil who made right. the low shoulder made the compact with, he got screwed, right? So all of these events happened to essentially come to the end. It, it was like a, a big Rube Goldberg machine, okay? Low shoulder, tip the, you know, the push the ball forward in the track and all this other crazy shit happened in between. The ultimate goal 
was for the devil to get not necessarily revenge, but to take back what was given to them improperly that they didn't actually earn. But yes. does the does the movie ever actually make statements towards that, or is that something that you have to guess at? That's something I think you had to guess at, but there were so many, I felt like there were, Diablo Cody doesn't strike me as being somebody, especially when it comes to doing like a supernatural type film. She is, I felt like she was smart in her writing and the stuff that we've seen. I think that she wanted to make a movie that, or write a film that would make you think she wasn't going to spoon feed you everything, which I really appreciated because when I was walking out of the film, people were like, Oh, how did that even work at the end? I'm like, God, did you not see the same film I did? I, well, I mean, Matt and I are classically stupid mm, and often mm. say that we like things to be a little bit more explained to us in films. I just, I, I feel like if you have most of the audience walking out and saying, how did that work? Yeah, you can you can elevate it by saying, well, I can see what she was going for, but it's up to the filmmakers to actually show you something to make you come to that conclusion. Or you could watch a it a second degree. time and figure it out. Well, no, absolutely. But, but that's... Not everyone cares enough. Much on, and and on that's a shame. Well, right. But, but, um, I don't watch like slasher horror movies to f- to get to figure out what the the writer was trying to portray. You get what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> I feel like most people who saw this movie didn't go into it and like I want to know what the the writer was feeling when they wrote this. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be a thing. I just think that the majority of horror fans just want to go see a movie and get the shit scared out of them and then fucking leave. What are you doing, Brad? What I'm doing is trying to illustrate a point. Okay. In this portion where they're chit-chatting and talking, there's a there there shouldn't be you're looking at all this stuff inside of Needy's locker. There's this little winged demon here that's sitting on her that's taped to the inside of her locker. I think that there were always little hints throughout that I don't the, disagree. That there is, there's likely no, more. No, no, but what I'm trying to say is there were hints throughout, and Diablo Cody was not going to just spoon feed shit to you. You needed to you needed to pay attention and follow the clues, and you know whether that's good or bad or indifferent, it doesn't matter. I just think that I don't think that she was going to write it and grab you by the back of the hair and go, "Here's what I'm doing." Well, now here's here's the thing: is that that. We, we may be giving Diablo Cody more credit than she deserves or not, or it may be that there were things that were intended if from the script that the director didn't follow yeah. up on okay. correctly. And that, that could absolutely be the case. I'm not trying to, to identify or, what Diablo Cody... the director Cody... might have you know, made those suggestions to put drop little hints in there too. But... Yeah, it, it, it really sort of depends. It's just that for the, for the casual viewer... Who watch this movie, and and it depends on what you come to this movie for. You might come to this movie because it's a horror movie, and you like to see people get killed. Uh, you might come to it because Megan Fox is walking around half naked a lot of the time, mm-hmm. and there was obviously going to be a kissing scene between the the two female leads, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You might come to it because Adam Brody looks great in eye makeup. Mm-hmm. He's I don't know. 
whatever whatever your your dank is, you enjoy it. But <laughs> if if you're coming for the story, I think that there is a a necessity for the story to make some of these points for you at least enough to lead you on that path. And I just don't know that it quite achieved that. But hearing you explain it, I I I, I see a depth is possible there. It's just I would have liked to have seen something in the film that made me think that the film was as smart as how you're explaining the film. Okay, well, I, that's just, what I'm not getting. At the beginning of the film, watching those people drop those red buoys in in the in the vortex of the the devil's kettle vortex made me go. I wonder if this is going to come up later. Yeah, and it did, and I appreciated that. And. You know, these science people were checking, trying to find these buoys all over the area, and they never did find it. But Needy walks along and, oh, look, here's some of these buoys, and there's the knife. So, But I, I didn't interpret that as the the demon was trying to point her towards where it was supposed to go. I interpreted it as, oh, she just realized that this whole thing about this vortex that she talks about at the beginning of the film is actually just bullshit and that there's no meaning to anything that it, it, it didn't spell it out enough for me to be one or the other okay. in that regard. But your version is much more intelligent. So I prefer it to be that way. And I'm sure as I watch the movie, if I ever watch it again, the, the next time I'll think about that more than the, the bullshit explanation, but that's because you were intelligent enough to explain it to me that way. The film didn't do that enough, if it did it at all. But I think you got more out of it than I did, and that's either my fault for not paying <laughs> enough attention or not being smart enough, or the movie's fault for not paying attention to the fact that some people like me are just not smart enough to catch those things. Or the movie didn't intend it that way at all, and you're just you're a smarter writer than the people who made the movie. Which could also be the case. It could. I just think that there are two two types of people that are going to see this movie. People who want to go see a horror movie and people, no offense, like Brad, who know Diablo Cody as a writer and want to see what she has written next and know that she has more meaning than just a, a horror movie. D. B. D. D. That, that's the only thing. That, <laughs> I And I think kind of the beauty of this is that you can watch the movie for it just being a horror movie or you can watch the movie for deeper meaning. It's fucking I mean I really cinema. I want it to be that you're right, Brad. I absolutely do. Yeah, me too. Because I love Brad. Well, and also <laughs> because it makes it a better movie. It absolutely elevates it if that's what they were actually in intending to do. Yes. I will I mean, agree art, art is subjective anyways, and always people are going to interpret it their own ways and stuff. And and it's not necessarily up to Diablo Cody or uh, Karen Kusama to come out and say, well, this is what we're trying to do. Because if you have to explain it afterwards, then you've, you've kind of demeaned the film just for the fact that what you want to get out there is in the movie. And anything else is exposition and up to the audience. But... I want I want them to have made as good a movie as what Brad made the movie out to be. I wanted to have been their original intent. Yeah. And nobody decides to make a shitty ass movie 
uh, unless you're the producers. But you you try to make as good a movie as you can, and sometimes it it meets what you were were trying to set forth. Sometimes it exceeds it if you're really lucky, and sometimes it just doesn't happen. Sometimes it's a big old piece of shit. And you learn from it. This is early in the work for both of these people. So yeah, and it it we'll we'll talk about scoring in a second. I didn't hate this movie. My wife came it into it saying, "Oh, that movie's shit," and uh, I can't believe you guys are watching that. And I always say the same thing. Well, it's not my fault. I'm doing it for the fucking show. But as we watched <laughs> it, she laughed me. more and more, and and she she wound up liking it more than what she remembered liking it. I think we talked about that with Edward Scissorhands last week. Is that I remembered not liking it as much as what I enjoyed this time. Yeah. And that could be personal growth or that could just be maybe I didn't give it a fair enough shot before. Or maybe doing the show has improved my outlook on some of these films. We've watched some real hot garbage during the show. (laughs) We have, but we've also had some really good conversations about films where we've learned more about what storytellers are doing Mm -hmm. uh, and had conversations with people like Brad and people like Nicole uh, and people like uh, Annie, who was on here, and 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 just learned so much more outside of our own personal viewpoints of where we started a year ago. Yeah, essentially, doing this podcast has taught me that I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is smarter than me. <sighs> yeah, I'm just a stupid, dumb idiot. I think it's taught you to to try harder. Fuck that! That sounds like work. Yeah, it is a little bit of work. A bit. We're the ones who, who talk about the movies for people. We should at least put forth some semblance of fucking effort. People don't come here to hear me talk smart. <laughs> Maybe they do. And if they do, I'm really sorry. You should find a new news source. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, you, you, you want a fap? You guys want a fap? Fap, 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 fap. In a circle? Yeah, we're going to circle fap. Brad? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's it's our ranking system. I came up with it. Ah. The FAP scale. The FAP scale. The FAP scale. We're going to rank the movie in uh, three areas. We're going to start with uh, feature, which is going to be the story, which you obviously had a lot to say. You actually made me up mine a little bit by doing so. But we go on a zero to five scale, Brad being our esteemed guest. Maybe you're just a steamy guest. Uh, you get to start. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, for story, I would give it a four. I, when I, when I watched it and started to, you know, especially after I I watched it and got to think about it. And then I watched it a second time. A lot of the, the impressions that I got the first time round, I'm like, okay. And that's where I kind of came to the note, the, the things that I've mentioned, that I enjoyed about the film mm-hmm. were cemented in that second watching of it. So, you know, I, I think story-wise, it's not a unique tale. <laughs> We've seen this type of tale before, but I think some of the 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 undertones and uh, 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 and some of the other things that were going on in the film, I would give it a four. Corey. Uh, well, there there would be two ways to rate this. There would be rating this the way that I perceived it as I watched it, and there's the way to perceive it as how Brad interprets it. And if I'm going off of Brad's interpretation, it, it ranks much higher. But I have to rank it what I got out of the movie itself, what they presented. And what they presented was fine. It was funny. 
Uh, it was enjoyable, but it didn't really land anything that made me think, oh, this is super smart or original, and I'll give it a 2.5. Um, I actually had this at a 2, and then as we talked, I kind of pieced the story together a little. I moved up to a 3. Brad's, Seems legit. Yeah, yeah. Brad's discussion also bumped up my next score, but uh, for the sake of not fucking everything up. We'll go back to Brad. The A, the A in our FAP scale is the attention. How likely are you to rewatch this movie? How well did it hold your attention? I've watched it four times now. Which is impressive to me because you, of all the times that we have talked, like you're not really a big horror guy. No, I'm not. Not, not a, I'm very, I'm very picky with, with the horror that I watch. And um, hearing that Diablo Cody had had written this, and you know Megan Fox is not hard on the eyes, mm-hmm. I gave it a shot, and I was glad that I did because I, I really, really enjoyed it. And then I had to watch it a second time to make sure that you know the things that I thought I saw, I really kind of felt I had to cement that in my mind that that was what I what I was seeing. Uh, so for me, there was a lot of rewatchability because, like I said, I've seen it four times now. I own it, and <clears throat> I actually got Anessa to watch it. At one point, nice, I think, or either that or that's on our our pile of things to watch. I can't recall <laughs> now. Um, but no, it's 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 a movie that I I enjoy I enjoy watching. So uh, the number wise, I'll give it a I'll give it a four. Fair enough. Wow, you're giving this really high numbers. Corey, how about you? Parts where I bit my tongue. Uh, Megan Fox is easy to look at. Gave it a shot and cemented it. I I waited to not interrupt you. But you cannot say stuff like that on this fucking podcast, Brad, and think it's okay. (laughs) I I said it without even thinking about it. Yeah. And here I was lobbing softballs. It just went off right in my hand. and. Oh God! He just pulling a Peter North and just shooting it everywhere. Oh my God! Pulling a Peter North sounds like anyway. uh, Rewatchability. I I, as much as I said that the story wasn't anything super original. It was a a fun movie. I think that the the cast was really good in it. There were other people in this. uh, Amy Sedakis. Um, oh, oh, Sedaris, <laughs> Amy Sedaris, not Sedakis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia Stevenson, who I've liked in things. Uh, Kyle Gallner, I think I remember from maybe Veronica Mars or something. A lot of people showed up in this, even just in passing, that they thought they all gave very good performances. And you were right, J.K. Simmons uh, oh, really steals yeah. every scene yeah. that he's in. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think as far as rewatchability or the attention that I, I gave to it is probably a four. I think you're right on that. Uh, as mentioned, listening to Brad talk, I got mine. So I went up to a three, um, just because I kind of want to go back and watch and see what some of the things he pointed out are. See if I can piece them together. And quite honestly, if you guys see this and and you want to jump onto Slack and you think I'm full of shit, tell me so. But I don't think you're full um, of shit. I, 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 well, no, trust, I, I trust what you say. But no, but I'm I'm saying. That was my perspective. Fair enough. And I would like to hear your, you know, after watching it a second time, your reinterpretation of it. Because, you know, I might have just 
Yeah. Or as Corey pointed out, you as a listener could go on our Slack channel and tell Brad you're he's full of shit. He's full of shit. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if you email the show, we'll be glad to tell Brad that he's full of shit. That's for true. You. Yeah. You can email <laughs> us. I'll forward it to Brad. I love telling Brad he's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the last uh, category we got here, the P in our FAP, the panic. Uh, scariness, zero to five. How scary was this bad boy to you? I'd give it a two. Um, I mean, you don't have to give a huge explanation. No, I, the effects were awesome. The, uh, when, uh, Jennifer first shows up after she's been killed, Mm -hmm. uh, and just vomits that black goo everywhere. Uh, that was unexpected. Um, that's true when her face like pops out all those teeth and she eats the, the uh, football player in the woods. Mm. Uh, that was a jump moment. But after that, it was just, I don't know. It overall, it didn't scare me as much as I thought that it might. Fair enough. So I'll give it a, give it a two. All right, Corey. I, I completely agree. It's not scary, but the visuals utilized were well done. And that that goop, I forgot about the the vomit goop. How it it, it like starts moving around and is prickly and stuff. It, yeah, that it was, was like uh, like some of those magnetic liquids that you see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it I was, mean it it was an it was a pretty original take on on that. And the way that she looked wasn't necessarily original, but it it was distinctive. And it fit the the narrative for the character. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it a two as well. It's not scary, but it as far as horror effects go, it works effectively. I gave it a one. I'm not changing it. Although I do no, agree with what both of you said. The effects were cool, but it was not at all scary to me. That does it for the fab scale. Corey. You weren't scared by the emo guys walking around? <laughs> No, man. Oh, the eyeshadow. Oh, my God. There's a, there's a picture of me floating around somewhere playing the drums with eye, eye makeup on. So, Really? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a very long time. I was a senior in high school. No, I was saying that. Is I it didn't... because you have a bunch of mascara and you can't see through it? What? That's why you haven't seen it. I'm... Oh, fuck you. Wah, wah. Oh, sorry. Corey, do the other thing. <laughs> You can contact us or our live band, apparently, uh, <laughs> by leaving us a voicemail at 805-328-3966. You can email us at pot at gncast.com. That's where you can uh, tell us to tell Brad to fuck off. Or you can leave us a message on the website. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Let us know what you think about Jennifer's body. Let us know what you think about um, other movies that maybe inspired it. Or if you think Brad's theory... It's solid. I I think it's very interesting theory, and I I agree. I'd like to go back and see if there's more to it than what I pursued the first time. But maybe you've watched this movie nine times, and like other than the the makeout scene in the bedroom, you're just like, this is all bullshit, and just fast forward and freeze frame. I don't know. It's your thing, man. You do what you do. We'll do what we do here. Uh, what we do do is we. Do do. <laughs> <laughs> we hang out on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast of Terror. And uh, you can also subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcatchers. There, there's a lot of them. Yeah, choices is phenomenal to have. Uh, you can leave us feedback on any of them. You can rate the show. Matt prefers fives. I prefer truth. Uh, we're a little individuals like that, but you we do. Again, we do have like a three star rating. Yeah, we have one three star rating. 
Nice. I'd like an explanation as to why you've given us a three-star rating. I, the fact that someone took the time to rate us at all, uh, other than calling us fed hipsters, is uh, very nice, and we appreciate the feedback. And also, all subscription links can be found at gncast.com slash subscribe. And finally, you can join our Facebook group under Galactic Network. Brad, here's what we talk about you. Maybe people want to email you directly to tell you that you're full of shit. Or maybe they'd like to listen to your sultry tones on other shows, perhaps about <laughs> gaming and or aliens or aliens that game. Uh, citizens of Catan uh, in space. You did, there, There is Catan in space. Especially the Star settlers Trek. of Catan. Yes. Yes, but not in my view. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, yes, there's the Galactic Network, Galactic Network show. <laughs> Galactic Networst. Yes. That, that, that's I'm going in, on the right thing. I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, I got bratwurst on the brain. Uh, yes, Galactic Networks podcast, uh, The Alien Invasion, uh, where we talk about aliens in cinema, books, uh ec- exoplanets in the news things like that um we do that every thursday and then the adventure party is a show about games gaming uh we try to get guests on there and uh just talk about stuff in the rpg world uh we talk more often about board and role-playing games Uh, we don't talk about computer games as much as we probably should uh, although we've talked a fair amount of uh, Fallout 4 because I'm a hopeless addict. It's it's tapering off a little bit now. But uh, <clears throat> you yeah, can... those video games are, are, are going pretty good. I, I think that might be the future. Kids <laughs> like the video games. They like the Pac-Man. You fancy kids and your fancy console systems. And yeah, I got anyways. Oh, God, I love Qbert. I love uh, never mind. That's not what we're talking about. Anyways, uh, you can email uh, you can email me at adventure at gncasts.com, and that will uh, get you into the Adventure Party email. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me, um, adventure at gncasts.com. And tell me I'm full of shit. Mm-hmm. Corey. That's pretty much all that mailbox is full of right now is just shit posts about Brad. Shit yep. Post. Uh, Matt, you can find at Matt the Lifeguard on Instagram and the Twitter. I don't even need you to talk can, anymore. No, you can find his band at people for that. Bandcamp.drawnthelifeguard.com. Oh, the way around. Drawnthelifeguard.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. It's like the Wii Podcast guys at this it point is. trying to sell really me Amazon uh, <laughs> Amazon.weepodcast.com. <laughs> if you're doing it for your Hollywood shop, your well, we have holiday shopping. Galactic Network has links too, so you should split. Yeah, it. I know, I know. But every once in a while, it's nice to throw back to Dan and Jack. That's They're good true. People. Uh, you can follow the comics that I help publish at donutscomics.com. And that's it. That was easy enough. That's what she said. Hey, yo. I was done before you even knew I started. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. What? Sexy, sexy. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Here we will talk to you guys next week. Hi there. This is Brett Stewart from the Jukebox Podcast. 
Are you a huge fan of music, or perhaps you'd like to expand your sonic horizons? Well, I am here to help. Every month, the Jukebox digs deep into the finest of the world's independent music. From folk to blues to hip-hop, rock and roll, jazz, spoken word, experimental, even classical, we spend time with it all. Plus, I bring industry professionals and fellow fans on Jukebox Roundtables every month to discuss the latest news and topics in the industry. Join me at jukeboxpodcast.com and on all major podcatchers. Next week on the Podcast of Terror. Next week we are joined by a guy. A guy named Brandon Raymond. Uh, Brandon was on... Man barely alive. Yeah, I don't know how he functions. Lives in Maine. Fuck that. It's been a while since he's been around. What was that, back in August? August was the last time he was here? I don't know, the last time we talked about Nicolas Cage, and I feel like that's a good reason to take a break. Yeah, I agree. But now we're we're getting his long-awaited return. Yep, we're going to be talking about 2005 George Romero movie, Land of the Dead. I believe that's got a Leguizamo in it. It, it does. That was the first thing that came up when him and I talked about doing this movie, John Leguizamo. So yeah, we'll be doing that one next week. That'll be uh, the first episode of 2017. Holy oh wow! Shit. Inaugural, yeah, the inaugural 2017 episode starting Brandon Raymond to talk about Land of the Dead. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the podcast, dear. Um, and you should save scary everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas because we missed that. And happy Oops. non-denominational holiday celebration. Do it on the butt for your country. episode of the podcast it's here you can help galactic netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on patreon by going to patreon.com slash galactic netcasts and pledge as little as dollars a month this has been a galactic network podcast for more go to gncast.com that's gncast.com 